A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. The Zone. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it looks like we are going to be able to squeeze out one more beautiful day out of Wisconsin's weather. How are you doing, everybody? It's a Thursday morning. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Don't forget, Stumacher Ag Meteorologist is joining us with all our weather details in about 15 minutes. The forecast in front of me is calling for another sunny day. 71 are expected high. Then overnight into Friday morning is when things start to change. For Friday, 80% chance that we are going to see rain, and it could be measurable. 63 are expected high on Friday. Saturday, again, an 80% chance of measurable rain, 60 the expected high. Sunday, we start drying it out again, and we'll be at 61. A cool start to next week. Monday, sunny and 55 degrees. Keeping Wisconsin strong. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, Rural Mutual roots for all of Wisconsin student athletes. Whether they're a hometown hero or they dream of the national spotlight, sportsmanship keeps Wisconsin strong. Visit ruralmutual.com slash WIAA to learn more about how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Most of the emphasis when we talk about the fall harvest on the corn and the soybeans, but there's another very important harvest underway. Bob Bosold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and that's probably the most beautiful harvest of any crop we have. And we're talking charity about the cranberries. How's that coming? That's right, Bob. Cranberry harvest is finishing up, and while you may see the fruit floating on water, it doesn't actually grow in water. Cranberries grow on a vine, and that water that you're seeing is just part of that harvest process. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Najee Van Wyken, president of Weatherby Cranberry Company, explains more about harvesting cranberries. But first, we talk about her role on the marsh and how they got started. What I do presently on the marsh is during harvest season, I'm kind of a tour guide. So I accept charter bus groups, school groups. Then I also give personalized tours of our marsh and talk all about growing cranberries and the guests get to see whatever we're doing on the day of their visit. Then when we have all the cranberries harvested on the marsh and we are fully focused on sorting and packing our cranberries, then I actually hand sort the berries and I'm the last person on the line to make sure that we have high quality berries going into our bags before they get to the grocery stores for the American consumer to enjoy. So harvest is underway. How is harvest going and are things on track compared to past years? Peak harvest is usually the first three weeks in October. Ours extends a little longer, an additional week because we do fresh fruit which is more time consuming and labor intensive. But every 
everything seems to be on track. We have beautiful days to harvest, and then we have some cold and windy days that we have to harvest in, so we harvest in all types of weather. What challenges have you had to face this season, and has the cold weather change or frost affected anything at all with harvest? Well, the biggest challenge is our labor shortage. It's very hard to find enough help to harvest our crop, especially when we're doing the outdoor work of harvesting, because the weather sometimes can be very cold. We're doing pretty well with our fresh fruit packing and sorting process, because that's indoors, and the climate doesn't bother us as much for that. So we've had all types of weather so far in October. Actually, we've worked through the cold times, and we've had morning frosts, and if we're doing a process bed, sometimes we have to wait until the ice melts off the high water that floats the cranberries, but we're used to that. How is transportation affecting production? Okay, as far as our transportation, we do own all of our trucks and trailers to haul our floating or processed fruit to the receiving stations. So that has been going very well. The only problem is that labor again at the receiving stations is limited. So therefore, we as growers have been regulated as to how many semi-truck loads of berries we can deliver in a day. Sometimes we have to miss an entire day because they have to fit all the growers in. Some of the receiving stations did not get enough help to have a night shift. So that really bottlenecks things up. Otherwise, for our fresh fruit, our wholesaler does all the trucking for that. We have seen no problems with that. They're able to come and pick up our fruit on a timely basis when they say they are. How is supply chain and getting packaging items or even potentially parts for your assembly line here? That can be a problem. We looked into the issue early. So we ordered our products way early in the summer for the fall, and it was longer in waiting to get our products. They were also much more expensive than they have been in the past. So that affects our bottom line as well. And as far as parts for our equipment, that can sometimes be a problem. If we have a breakdown, to get a a necessary part in time is sometimes crucial. Can you talk about the size of your operation and take me through a typical day of your harvest season. On this particular marsh, we have approximately almost 200 acres, which is considered to be a medium-sized marsh for a larger marsh. And a uh, typical day here would be starting out, getting up early in the morning, 536, getting a good start on the day, deciding what process of harvest we're going to do that day, whether it's going to be for a processed product or for a fresh fruit, getting all the equipment lined up, being ready when our workers come at 8 in the morning to get started. And hopefully we can get done at a reasonable time at night at 5 or so, although the past week we've gone till 7 o'clock when we couldn't see any more out there, which is not usual, but it does happen because we want to get all the fruit off in a timely basis. Then a typical day will either be to fill all these semis up with floating berries to be taken to a receiving station or raise or picking the fresh fruit and bringing them up to our warehouse facility where they go through a dryer 
where large cold air fans dry the water moisture off the fruit before we store them into our huge cooler where we keep them until we're ready to sort and pack them. And then we will sort and pack from 8 to 4.30, Monday through Friday, and we'll continue that until about Thanksgiving time, and then we hope to have our fresh fruit all sorted and packed because we want it in those grocery stores for the consumer to buy them for the holiday season. Contrary to popular belief, cranberries do not grow in water. Can you touch a little bit on that so people maybe kind of understand the misconception there? Yes, that's a real misconception that people have. But we only see water in the beds during harvest time and the winter flood time. Otherwise, they do not grow in water. The root system likes to be moist, but they don't like to have wet feet. So we don't want it too wet in that bed either. And that's why they have a drainage ditch around the outside circumference of each better section where the vines grow. So it's a very fine line between moist and wet, but that's what the grower is always contending with. And then how much are you able to store on site? We store fresh fruit anywhere from one-fourth to one-third of our acreage here for fresh fruit. We don't store any more than that because that's very time-consuming and labor-conscious. There's just a small window of time that everybody wants to buy fresh cranberries. And when that holiday season is done, then they go to the sweet and dried cranberries, which are much more versatile, easier to store, and they use them all year long, whereas fresh is pretty much used for the holiday season or many people who love to cook with fresh berries then use the fresh frozen fruit. When winter hits and these marshes start to freeze over, what is your role then? Several duties. First of all, around Christmas time, we bring the water level up in the bed and it's called the winter flood. So we bring the water level up to a height where you do not see the cranberry vine sticking out of the water at all because on the tip of that vine is the bud for next year's crop and we have to protect that. So we create 8 to 12 inches of ice and then at the end of January we fill up our dump trucks and put a sand spreader on the tailgate of the truck, drive right out onto that blanket of ice, spread a half inch layer of sand on top of the ice and then in late March when the ice melts the sand goes down to the base of the bed and we do it for four important reasons. One is to keep that bed solid for all the harvest equipment to drive on in the fall. Second, it's a good stimulus for the root system of the plant. Thirdly, if we drain that bed after harvest and there's any trash laying in the water, it would drain to the base of the bed and you could have those piles of dead leaves have insect infestation in them. And so this half inch layer of sand that we apply is a natural biological way of getting rid of insects. Therefore, we don't have to use as many insecticides in the summer months. And fourthly, the way the vine grows, besides the short upright that produces the fruit hanging on it, it also grows a long vegetative runner. If we can push that long vegetative runner into the ground with this half inch layer of sand, up will come new short uprights in the spring that produce fruit and so we're increasing the productivity on your bed. So that's one piece of work that we do during the winter months. And also, because 
there's only 250 growers in the state. Big machine companies are not interested in building us specialized machines to use for cranberry harvest and for use during the summer months. So the cranberry growers themselves take pride in the fact that they like to create, design, and build their own specialized cranberry equipment. And they do that in their shops during the winter months and then also go over their pieces of equipment that they have on a year-round basis so that they are all in good working condition when they need them. That was Najee Van Wyken, president of Weatherby Cranberry Company. You can learn more about them and their tour options at freshcranberries.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the field, the right partner can make all the difference. One that's dependable, straightforward, and is there when you need them. That's LG Seeds. From our hybrids and soybean varieties to our service and support, reliability is in everything we do. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the all in the family move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. When it comes to selecting your seed corn partner, we know you've got a choice to make. At Wiffle's Hybrids, we've made a choice too. A choice to remain independent. A choice to remain farm family owned. A choice to stay American. So, when it's time for you to make your choice, make a statement. Plant your independence. Plant Wiffle's. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, that is one thing about the beautiful weather we've been able to enjoy. Not only does it allow the harvest to go forward, it also helps a lot of our livestock producers empty out those pits and get ready for the winter. But now things are changing. Time to check in on weather. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist along with us. Looks like one more day, huh? One more day that we get to bask in above average temperatures, sunshine, and then she all changes. Yeah, that's about it. The the thing that happens before we get a bigger change, the wind really kicks up today. So you're going to know it's breezy. How about that rain? Uh, then you said that's supposed to be coming in and measurable, huh? Yeah, that starts to roll in. I'd say there could be a little shower development uh, quite late tonight or before daybreak, Lacrosse, maybe Mauston, 
and then through the day tomorrow, morning in Madison and then into the afternoon further east, showers develop. There may be some thunderstorm activity yet even later Friday. Low pressure is still out to the west, still out west of South Dakota, but a cool front has crept into northwest Minnesota, eastern South Dakota, down to Nebraska. No precipitation really around that front behind it today. There's a little snow in west central North Dakota, and then snow from southeast Montana down into Wyoming, Colorado. That's a sign of what's going to try to develop. I expect that cool front will be sweeping toward Wisconsin through today and tonight. And as it approaches, that's when that precipitation chance builds up. The measurable precipitation from everything I've seen, they've kind of drawn a line now. Oh, call it northeast Iowa, far southwest Wisconsin, south of Prairie du Chien up toward Shawnee, something like that west of Green Bay. On that line, rain amounts pretty easily in a one to two inch range could be seen, and even a bit heavier could be moving a little further east. There's some question about the placement right now, but I do expect rain will develop and certainly start to measure up a bit for Friday, Friday night and last into Saturday. It stays windy throughout that period. That's the part I don't like the sound of. Bad enough we're going to have rain, but then winds that could gust up around 30 and in some cases even near 40 or 45 miles per hour. Saturday sounds like quite the day as that front and a weak low try to move right on through the area. Wind gusts out of the south and southwest could easily be up in that uh, 15 to 30, maybe even near 40 and 45 mile per hour range. It is going to be a windy one some rain to that and it comes in a little sideways and isn't going to be all that pleasant the good news if there is something out of it the rain should taper off and end and in fact by sunday sunshine returns temperatures are not nearly as nice as they've been like that record we saw at lacrosse yesterday but i would expect it to be a little on the above normal side for sunday and monday as well not too bad at all. We may very well hold in the upper 50s or even 60s into the early part of next week. Doesn't sound too bad, but definitely there will be a lot more moisture after we deal with that rain, especially Friday night and holding on into the day Saturday. I'll have those forecast details right after this. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. It seems like it never fails. I get a customer turned online and their solar is producing. And sure enough, that next month I get a text or an email from that customer or they call into the office even or even come in. They want to show us their bill and say, look, zero dollars. It's always super exciting to be able to be part of that and have that joy and excitement with a customer. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. All righty, Stu. Like we said, pretty decent today, but then our rainfall reporters are going to get called into action. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to have something to talk about. Maybe not a lot yet tomorrow morning, but after that, I did mention it. 76 degrees, a new record high set at La Crosse yesterday. I see Madison picked up about 72 degrees, so still very, very mild. We'll do a lot of that again today. Mostly sunny, a little more breezy. Very low 70s for highs, and the south wind 
20, could even gust near 30 today. That chance of a little rain building in quite late tonight at La Crosse, mostly cloudy otherwise, and upper 50s for nighttime lows. South winds is still could gust near 15 and 30. Mostly cloudy Friday, showers, possibly thunderstorms, especially toward midday or in the afternoon. And I'd look for temps tomorrow in the mid-60s, maybe falling at La Crosse. Southwest winds 5 to 15, gusting to 25 or so. They even become westerly at La Crosse late in the day. Uh, daytime rainfall amounts up toward that half inch or better. Then there's Friday night with showers and even thunderstorms. Saturday, still mostly cloudy. Uh, showers could be thunderstorms yet to, in the morning. The rain tapering off. Quite brisk and breezy. Temperatures will fall during the day, especially central and eastern Wisconsin, back into the 40s, very upper 40s for the coolest in the afternoon. South winds 15 to 30, gusting near 40 and 45, Pam. Ooh. The best news is sunshine returns Sunday, and we hold in the upper 50s. That's above normal. It sounds a lot nicer. Not that I want to poke the bear or anything, but on our extended forecast, do you see anything like snow? Yeah, there could be a snowflake in northwest Wisconsin even uh, into Saturday, but nothing nothing after that. Nicer temperatures next week, again, upper 50s, low 60s. Hmm. It's going to be okay. Okay. All right. Good. Well, like I said, we'll get our rainfall reporters uh, back to work starting tomorrow morning, it sounds like. Yeah, a little bit from the west. All right. Good enough. Catch you tomorrow. Thanks, Stu. You betcha. Bye now. Stumach, he's our ag meteorologist keeping you up to date on all that weather you're looking at. Uh, so, again, if you're... Got some corn that maybe has compromised stocks. You might want to get after that today. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Some people say that at Wiffle's Hybrids, we march to the beat of our own drum. But we don't mind that one bit. Because of staying independent and U.S. farm family owned, and focusing on corn and corn alone makes us different than other seed corn companies. Well, we just don't know any other way to march. So make your choice and plant your independence. Plant with us. Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. You wear the same size, you do the same workout, yet her butt is high and tight. And let's face it, she's smoking hot. While you're just another sweaty Betty, what you don't know is while you're putting in extra time grunting it out at the gym, she is relaxing poolside. And why? Because she comes to Carbon World Health for FDA-approved M-Sculpt treatments. Her butt is a work of art because this technology is state-of-the-art. CarbonWorldHealth.com Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 
Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere, much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with the truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead, shop around, and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, jacking up the price on their Chevy trucks stop by bergstrom chevrolet where you never get charged over msrp there goes pam yonke across wisconsin in her suburban truck thanks to farm first dairy cooperative serving dairy farmers across the midwest since 2013 farm first dairy cooperative Member-focused, member-driven, member-led. And from Equity Livestock Cooperative, marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community since 1922. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, on Facebook and Twitter. Nobody knows windows like Wanakee Remodeling. Voted the best window company in Madison 10 years straight, our Renewal by Anderson windows are the most weather-tight, highest quality, and most durable on the market. Make sure you eliminate your old window and door problems. Go with the most trusted name in windows, Renewal by Anderson, from Wanakee Remodeling. In the field, it's good to have a friend you can count on. One that's hardworking, trustworthy always shows up, just like LG Seeds. Our corn hybrids and soybean varieties deliver consistent performance across all your acres, giving you reliable yield you can expect. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. All right, Benjamin. Rowdy's been waiting for this. I don't. There's animosity. I don't know why, but... I will begin with the best way it could possibly be put as to what happened last night. Lance McCullers never stood a damn chance. He was never going to walk into that stadium and shut down that lineup or come close to it. McCullers to Harper. It's good. Right center field. Lightning strikes. Two nothing fills. I mean, come on. Ready? You can't lose at home. You have a dude that just throws, tries to throw Frisbees. It's not going to work when you have 46,000 people No, the dif- the difference is Bryce Harper is good. We need some music for this, like dramatic Bryce Harper music. is good. He saw how he was tipping his pitches with his breaking ball versus his fastball, <gasps> took advantage of it, literally goes and tells Alec Bohm, and then that trickles down to Brendan Marsh, 
and boom, boom. Before you know it, in nine batters, you have three home runs. The game was already over at that point. But then this is where I, everyone wonders, man, that Dusty Baker's a pretty good manager. You know, I can't believe he, he's never won a, a World right Series. This is a hot take. And you know what? Uh, you know, I really hope that the Astros win because Dusty Baker needs to get a World Series. Here's the hottest take of all time. Maybe he's never won a World Series because he's just a dumbass. Like oh, he literally, he literally, the, the, the manager in the World Series has never won a World Series because he's an idiot. Maybe he stinks. He's who, not a good manager. Who would have kept in McCullers when it's literally Let's caught? Go. It's caught by. Remember when it was the was it the Tampa Bay Rays and I think it was the Astros in a playoff game a few years ago where the Astros caught something and then they clearly were talking about it in the dugout and you could see that on well, like cheating. No, they saw something in what the Bang pitcher was doing. And the next thing you know, they just start raking off of this pitcher because they had picked up something. And people online were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Bryce Harper caught it right away in the first inning, comes up, does what he did in the second, you know, right away in the first inning. Then he tells him <laughs> in the second inning, and then we're off to the races. But for Dusty Baker, like, to not pull McCullers, it's one-to-one in a game that both teams would like need for blood you have control of the series right <clears throat> you kept him in to the fifth inning that long after he's giving up home runs after less than five minutes after Harper says something to Alec Bohm everyone has found out that he's tipping pitches he's lifting his leg up higher when he throws the curveball than he is against the fastball if the internet can find it out in five minutes you have to have employees and we know the Astros do for looking in for things like this <laughs> to tell you dude he's Woo-hoo! tipping his pitches you let him pitch into the fifth and once you gave up more home runs and it was three they got three in the fifth game was over at seven to nothing at least at four to nothing one solid inning maybe you're right back into it Dusty Baker's just a moron. How does he not know he's not tipping? But why is he still in the game? Bigger question. Oh, uh, this is awesome. Why you kept him in that long or why he still continues to wear gloves? This makes the win better, honestly. <laughs> Keep going. This is well, all then the it's, fuel I Then need. it's you talking, oh, this team is so no, good. No, 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 now we're good to you, Ben. Now, now you're in the crosshairs. He literally cried two weeks ago, and he <laughs> cried a month terrible. ago, and now he's like, oh, I'm Rally's telling you how to be a fan. I they feel sucked. awful. And now, I was mad. And now today he's like, oh, I feel great. Now they'll lose. Well, I would do they'll it. Lose, they'll lose tonight, and they'll be crying okay, when he exactly. comes in here. That's the World Series baseball. Let me ask you, should Ben feel bad and cry that his team's up 2-1 and just won 7 Nothing? No, yeah, just don't great. cry all the time. My God, Lafleur! <laughs> oh no! Listen, I there's some animosity I, here. I don't deal with baseball well when teams oh, start losing. You guys are spoiled Brewer fans. When did I ever say that? That was the that wasn't bad. That was the Am I'm Fam sure you pigeon. jumped in on that. No, 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 no. Very that was much not Amfam Pigeon Twitter account. Oh yeah, not saying that at all. Um, I I feel terrific. I'm not going to lie. It's also... <laughs> I feel the terrific. Ast- the Astros were never touching Ranger Suarez. He's, he's Jamie Moyer. No, that was the disappointing thing. Now, with the bet in all seriousness, the disappointing thing was Houston Houston absolutely throttled left-handed pitching, and they couldn't do much Why outside of gloves? an inning or so Why does he against wear the Suarez where they couldn't even capitalize any runs. So that was disappointing. The thing that just angers you is the tipping of the pitches, and of course you had to go down that way, and Dusty Baker being a moron. Uh, Why does he wear the gloves? That's awesome. Hey, Kieran, is the person in person? today oh am i calling them oh okay the uh the the bank was rocking though you you gotta admit it's pretty for all this baseball's dead stuff 
pretty I'll cool. be honest. Pretty I know cool to see an atmosphere like that, Nelson. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh, we knew it was going to come to an end, and I'm afraid that's exactly the case with Wisconsin weather. One more day that we are going to be able to enjoy sunshine and above average temperatures. Today, sunny and 71. Suddenly, tomorrow, we receive moisture. 80% chance of rain tomorrow and 63. 80% chance of rain on Saturday, 60 degrees. Partly sunny on Sunday, 61. Don't forget, rainfall reporters, I'll be looking for your updates. That uh, talk text line where you want to report your rainfall totals, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. I'm Pam Yonke. Glad you're along with us. Matt Trannell with Everag in Platteville is going to be joining us this morning to give us an update on what's happening with the dairy complex. Of course, everybody in the world's paying attention to what's going on between Russia and the Ukraine. How is that impacting our dairy complex? Talk more about that with Matt in just a little bit. So today, AgriAbility of Wisconsin Board of Directors getting together up in Arlington. You know, far too many people in Wisconsin don't realize that AgriAbility even exists. It's got a unique partnership with Easter Seals of Wisconsin. Jeff Cradwell is the director of Wisconsin's farm program administered through Easter Seals. He said when farm families encounter physical challenges to continuing to farm, that's when they step in. Uh, We currently have about 400 farmers on our caseload. Um, Those services for those farmers are very individualized, but often we do um, travel to the farm, meet with a farmer at their farm, um, see the work that they do, some of the challenges that they have, and then make recommendations for improving that or eliminating that barrier. Well, and as you can well imagine, folks, the, the, the need far outweighs general funding available for these kinds of partnerships. Jeff, talk to me a little bit about the recent grant that was picked up by the Farm Program through the U.S. Department of Agriculture's 2501 program. It's designed to help work with underserved and veteran farmers. Tell me about this grant. Sure thing. Um, so the uh, USDA SDA 2501 grant is designed to help complement some of the services that we do. So within this grant, we want to increase our outreach to veteran farmers, as you mentioned, and historically underserved minority farmers regarding the agribility program that it is available. And then also be able to talk to them about available um, programs through USDA, whether it be NRCS um, conservation type programs or farm lending um, type programs um, to increase their ability to farm. Um, With that grant, we also want to increase their awareness of programs at the Wisconsin Farm Center as well as at the Farmer Veteran Coalition of Wisconsin. Yeah, you're kind of the umbrella guy. You just want to make sure everybody is aware of what's out there because honestly, Jeff, let's be truthful nobody's got a big pot of money to try to necessarily help. Correct, yes. Um, yeah, and that's why um, we have four four total agencies on this SDA program. Like I mentioned earlier, the Wisconsin Farm Center, the Farmer Veteran Coalition of Wisconsin, UW Extension Services, and then also Easter Seals. So hopefully we can connect as many people as we can and just take advantage and help stretch those dollars that are given to us through this grant program. Well, and let's help them understand the scope of that work just a little bit more, Jeff. Folks, just stop and imagine a farmer that wasn't in an accident, 
uh, lost a limb, but it is their mainstay. Farming is their livelihood. Farming is their financial focus, and they still want to continue to farm. That is not an inexpensive proposition, Jeff, to try to assist those people. Walk us through how you try to get that conversation started or, or, or how you try to overcome that kind of a tremendous challenge. Yeah, that is a challenge, as you mentioned, to make a change on a farm, as all the farmers know, can be an expensive ordeal. Um, we, we spend a lot of our time uh, marketing and doing outreach like this to making farmers simply aware that there is help available um, and trying to engage that farmer to ask for that help. Um, often we try to make the enrollment process as simple as we can. They can do that with a five-minute phone call with our outreach person um, and then have that farm assessment or that meeting be just a one-on-one meeting um, at their farm. So it's simple, um, that it's not uh, uh, not overwhelming to them, and then they're, and they're in charge of it all, meaning they can accept that help or or um, and in control of what changes or what happens on their farm. Mm-hmm. And obviously, along with anything that's as traumatic as a limb loss or something like that, it's not just about the physical needs, Jeff. You you folks also have a component that helps with the mental shock of what might have just happened. Yeah, we have try to have our services be all inclusive, and we um, rely on our partners, as I mentioned earlier, people at the Wisconsin Farm Center, for example, to help us in areas that we may not be the experts on um, and really rely on um, all persons that could help us within that within this program. Doing good work. That is Jeff Cradwell. He is the Easter Seals Wisconsin Director of Farm and Vocational Services through Agra Ability. They have picked up a three-year grant through USDA's 2501 program that was started back in 1990 to basically help farmers who have historically experienced limited access to USDA programs and assistance. Agra Abilities Board of Directors meeting today up in Arlington. Speaking of meetings, if you're a Wisconsin beekeeper, honey producer, I'll see you on Friday in Brookfield. Time for the 2022 Fall Conference for our Wisconsin honey producers at the Embassy Suites in Brookfield. I'll be meeting up with our American Honey Queen, who is in the state to visit, and we'll also be watching to find out who our next Wisconsin Honey Queen is. That's tomorrow in Brookfield. Don't forget Matt Trannell with Everag just around the corner. Soil health. It's the top priority at Midwestern BioAg. It's the first thing they consider with every product at every step. It's designed to build healthy, biodiverse soils to support healthy soil, resilient crops, and higher yields. Midwestern BioAg offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern BioAg program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioAg.com. Midwestern BioAg. Better farming through better soil. If you've got anxiety about being able to find a Thanksgiving turkey, well, worry no more. Bavaria Sausage has you covered. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke here for Judy and the very busy crew at Bavaria Sausage. Now, remember, they're located physically at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrunner Road in Fitchburg. Retail hours 9 until 5, but they're open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. BavariaSausage.com. And Judy says she will have fresh Thanksgiving turkeys ready to go. But 
Order in advance, especially if you're looking for a bigger-than-average turkey this year. Again, she is ready to provide it for you and your family, along with all the rest of the holiday fixings you're looking for. I could barely get through the store myself because she's got so many authentic German holiday treats, including 12 different advent calendars. BavariaSausage.com, Bavaria Sausage in Fitchburg. Tell them Farm Babe sent you. Don't forget, Matt Trannell with Everag in Platteville is going to be joining us live in just a moment to give us an update on how markets are reacting this Thursday morning. I don't know if you'll talk about it or not, but you can't help but pay attention to what's happening in Ukraine as far as agriculture production is concerned. Ukraine, I think the world now recognizes, is a big influence on a lot of different agricultural products, not just wheat. Dairy is something that's going to be monitoring what's going on in Ukraine. The latest update from the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Global Agricultural Information Network shows that the dairy industry in the Ukraine has just been under tremendous pressure. When the invasion from Russia began, some dairy producers decided that they were going to release their cows to keep them from being slaughtered. They said some of the cows have returned home or recaptured, but in many instances those cows are no longer able to produce milk, uh, possibly because of uh, ramifications from an attack. By the end of this year, right now, USDA is estimating that there will be 70,000 dairy animals that will have been lost to the war. That's projected to mean about a 15% drop in cow numbers in Ukraine and another 7 to 8% drop in cow numbers expected next year. That overall is expected to impact their raw milk production down 15%. That would be the biggest drop in Ukrainian history as far as dairy is concerned. Obviously, right now, uh, demand is low because people are concerned about their safety, not necessarily finding milk. But Ukraine has become a net importer of dairy as of 2019. And now the world looking to see that that may become the case in 2023 and beyond. We'll see if Matt talks about that in just a moment. Markets are anxious this morning in Chicago and on Wall Street. Everybody paying attention to the possibility that the Federal Reserve could raise interest rates as much as three quarters of a percent before the end of the week. December corn's down four and a half right now at 683. January beans down 11 at 1443. December wheat down 13 cents at 832. Dow Jones Industrial Average is also down about 30 points right now. In the dairy complex yesterday, barrel cheese gained a penny at 197. 40 pound block cheese up a penny and three quarters at 197 and three quarters. Double A butter continues to tumble down another nine cents yesterday at 261 per pound. All right, coming up next, I'm going to dial up our friend Matt Trannell, broker analyst with Everag in Chicago, actually out of Platteville. He'll be joining us live. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the agricultural world, we have equipment to put the seed in the ground, take it all the way through its growing season, and put it in the bin. I would definitely recommend Ziegler. The equipment they sell and service is amazing. They care about you. They care about your businesses. They're there to help you, and that's their number one job. Whether you're a large farm, small farm, Ziegler has the equipment that's going to take care of you and fit your needs and the support and people to back it up. Reliability is everything, so that's why I choose Ziegler. For agriculture equipment, ZieglerAg.com. The busy harvest season creates tremendous stress for farmers, workers, and families. 
This is John Shutsky, farm safety specialist with the University of Wisconsin at Madison. Because of the heavy dependence on changing conditions, farming is recognized as one of the most stressful occupations in America. It's also one of the most dangerous. During the harvest rush, take time for yourself. You'll be better prepared to handle the crunch time stress if you fuel your body. Eat breakfast and strive for balance when you take those important breaks for lunch and dinner. While it's easy to feel rushed, get plenty of quality sleep. Take time for your family and your friends because one of the best ways to deal with the stress of farming is to talk openly with those who are closest to you. It's also smart to take a little bit of time every week, like on a Sunday afternoon, to think about and plan your week ahead. Write down the critical tasks and goals that you have and plan for the upcoming weather, family activities, and taking care of yourself. Wilkinson Auctions has a farm retirement auction Friday, November 4th, outside of Sun Prairie. The Gen Air Family Farm are retiring and offering their equipment at public auction. This auction includes tractors, specialty organic equipment, planting and tillage equipment, irrigation equipment, vegetable processing and packaging equipment, and tons of farm tools. This is a live auction with online bidding available. Farm retirement auction on Friday, November 4th. See the list, pictures, and get more info at wilkinsonauctions.com. That's wilkinsonauctions.com. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, and this morning we're trying to cover what's influencing our dairy markets. Welcoming in this morning from the thriving metropolis of Platteville, our friend Matt Trannell, broker analyst with Everag out of the Platteville office. All right, my friend, let's get started talking here. Anybody that's been paying attention to the dairy complex over the past, well, let's say four days, has probably had their interest peaked with the crazy movement of butter. As rapidly as butter went up, boy, it has fallen apart pretty quickly too. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it didn't take very long to take some substantial premium out of the market, and and ultimately every year we we look at the holiday demand season as one of the periods of of time where we generally see our best prices and products, and as as well as uh, milk prices, and. Ultimately, once we get through that pipeline, uh, a lot of times we get to the back end and there's some pretty aggressive offers, mainly due to manufacturers not wanting to hold a lot of inventory at record prices. So that was one of the catalysts for for kind of the butter's free fall this week since Monday. So when we look back at Friday, we settled the butter contract on the CME spot dairy index at $3.14 a pound. Yesterday on Wednesday, we ended at $2.61, and that puts us down 53 cents a pound on the three first uh, trading sessions of this week. Now, that's not uncommon. We've seen some other years. 2014 was another one. There's a couple other uh, years where we saw a similar type uh, drop in butter prices, but I think most anticipated that butter would at some point drop, and I do think that Uh, Butter was a lot more resilient than what a lot of people had anticipated. Um, A lot of that stemmed from earlier in this year, uh, lower milk production, lower inventories. But then while we were going through the demand season and with with inflation, a lot of retailers were uh, really offering butter at crazy prices just to drive foot traffic in in the grocery stores. So I, I, I believe that's one of the reasons we held on a lot longer than, than ultimately 
what what most had anticipated. But uh, the other part of of the drop too is that Oceana type prices for butter were trading at about two dollars and forty cents for the longest time. We're actually a little bit lower than that now, and at our values of at three twenty a pound, there was no uh, there was no opportunity for us to move butter outside of this country. Uh, outside buyers always take a little bit of a hesitant look at our butter anyway, because it's got a different fat content than what uh, the global butter trades upon. But at the same time, uh, we were also at risk for importing fat into this country, which would have loosened milk and cream supplies and ultimately increased the butter supply and inventories over the course of time. So question really becomes now, where's the landing spot? And yesterday's session between 260 and 271, we did see 15 loads trade. So that does look like there is some value and some interest at those type prices. But when you really look at the futures market out into 2023, a lot of the futures point towards 235 to 246 type prices. So we might still see a little bit of a slide in this butter market yet. Now you and the last piece. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the last piece that we're really watching too is where do these end users step in to set their budgets for 2023? Because they likely didn't do it at record prices, knowing full well that they were going to have to move, they were going to have to pass that on to consumers in the grocery stores. So we're interested to see where this volume comes from because budget setter, budget setters are still coming into their season yet. Yeah, right. You piqued my interest there, Matt. I had not stopped to think about uh, the butterfat content of our butter versus uh, the world market. What? Tell me more about that. Yeah. So generally in the world market, Oceania, Europe type price or butter. Uh, uh, production, uh, they make their butter with an 82% fat content, whereas our fat content here in the United States is 80%. So there's a little bit of a difference. And so when that when you bring that back to trade, um, our butter has to be at a pretty steep discount in order for an outside buyer to come in and pick up our product and use it uh, overseas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Uh, if you're just joining us, Matt Trattle, along with us, broker analyst with EverAg out of uh, Platteville office. Uh, that's ever.ag if you're looking for them online. Uh, let's talk a little, you mentioned Oceana uh, and we're talking butter. First question, and I know we're running out of time. Have we seen a cold storage report? How much butter do we have on hand? And you mentioned Oceana. Is China back in the market yet? Yeah, so butter markets, I mean, they're, they, they, do have, they do have inventory there. We are going to have enough to get through the season. Uh, they're not nearly as much as what they were a year ago. Uh, we'd like to have a little bit more. So it is, it is a little bit tight, but it is adequate. As far as uh, China is concerned, uh, they have not been in the market um, anytime recently. They've, they've really taken a hard stance in regards to eradicating COVID, and that has really... Um, drawn down on their interest in the powder markets on the global dairy trade. You look at skim milk powder, we're down 75 cents from its peak. We look at whole milk powder, we're down uh, 67 cents from the highs. So uh, pretty weak interest out of China right now. All right. Well, I appreciate the information as always, Matt. I only wish I had more time to keep talking to you, but we're a little <laughs> tight on that. You want to give them a phone number, Matt, if anybody wants to follow up and talk to you? Yeah, sure. So Everag's phone number is 608 nine six zero four seven seven one all right buddy i'm sure i'll see you down the road take it easy matt thanks again you bet
Matt Trannell joining us live from Platteville this morning. Again, broker analyst, another one of the Everag staff trying to help us make sense out of these erratic markets that we've been living with this morning, focused in specifically on butter. Tomorrow, a planned farm retirement. You don't hear about it often, but we'll bring you the story tomorrow.